the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And a good day, everybody. It is Thursday, September 16th, and it's the Dennis Prager Show. Glad you are here. My job is to make you okay that I'm here. <laughs> it's the, the quandary, the conundrum of the fill-in host. But hey, we, we've done so much time together, there's there's a certain uh, residual level of familiarity. It's Mark Davis, your DFW talk show buddy, happy morning show host here at 6.60 a.m. The Answer and uh, Salem Media Group's proud North Texas property. And as I always do when I get to fill in for Dennis, who's off just today, he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, the best show prep in the world is doing my own program, and I'm fresh off that exercise today. And, man, did we go around the block a few times about General Milley, and we're going to do that with you, one eight prager 776 What is with this guy? Is it fair or unfair that so many people are just presuming that the, um, that the book from which this story of his treachery comes, the book is called Peril, by uh, Bob Woodward, so there's a, a little bit of an asterisk there, uh, and um, and Robert Costa. Costa is one of the best reporters working. And Woodward, you know, I know that a lot of people kind of shrug and go, yeah, what is Bob Woodward? Yeah, but it's Bob Woodward. I mean, the dude's been writing books for a half a century, and the vast, vast majority of even his more creative narratives have stood the test of time. Woodward does not rest on some discredited ash heap of people who make stuff up. Uh, plenty of authors are to be found there. Woodward, not generally one of them. So, But there, there are other reasons why I am lending credibility to the Millie, China, treasonous, treacherous, attach-your-own-adjective phone call, and I'll share a little bit of detail about... Um, why that is, and you may agree or differ or anything in between at one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. Um, as the official uh, space dork of talk radio locally and nationally, uh, we got these four folks circling the globe. Like right now, they've been up there for you know since about six seven o'clock my time. I'm in Central Time, and um, it's just remarkable. There's not an astronaut in there. It's like four private citizens. Now, they didn't go drag them off the street and say, you're going tomorrow. There's a bunch of training, a bunch of familiarity, and a bunch of, you know, a prep that went into this. It's called Inspiration 4, and I am mightily inspired by it. I am a grizzled veteran of the days when only astronauts went, and even our scientists or our payload specialists in the shuttle, you know, they weren't fighter pilots, but they were certainly trained in the NASA astronaut program. Ain't none of these people got that training. Uh, one of them uh, ponied up you know, a couple of hundred mil, I don't know. And a lot of it goes to St. Jude, a lot of it goes to charity, and that's great. 
Uh, People are talking about it ushering in the era of space tourism. It, It probably does. And everybody asks me because I've been, you know, geeked out on this since I'm 10, if not longer, actually. Hey, Mark, uh, would you want to go? Okay, if I'm 25 and single, absolutely. But I'm 63, and I have a wife and two kids, and um, I, I can't die right now. That would really be bad. So I will leave it. Uh, I will leave it to others. Not that I would expect to perish, but as I watched this thing last night, and I, and, I, and and I don't know, is this shuttle challenger syndrome, which is you know January of nineteen eighty six, um, shuttle Columbia syndrome, which disintegrated over my house in the skies of Texas uh, fifteen years later? Bad things don't happen so often. They really don't. But every once in a while they do. And as I watch these four souls strapped into the top of this bomb for this SpaceX launch last night, you know, how many millions of pounds of volatile stuff is crammed into that thing so that they can reach 17,000 miles an hour and, uh, and, and, and reach orbit. Uh, so, so it's funny. Everybody thinks that I, that if I had, like, if, if, if somebody places the phone call it, like on the air here in the Dennis Prager show and offers me the chance to go, I would totally have to think about it and would ultimately decline because I can't die right now. That would just really, really be bad. Got uh, a wife I love, kids I love, a job I love. And what would happen if Dennis takes the day off? I mean, I've I've got considerations here. (laughs) Hey, speaking of uh, hosts here on the Salem Radio Network, do you know, do you know what happens one hour from now? Uh, I've stumbled across a pretty great moment in radio. Uh, and obviously, among the things we'll talk about today is the California recall. It didn't exactly go the way I wanted. Didn't exactly go the way you wanted if you were a conservative. Didn't exactly go the way Larry Elder wanted. So what are Larry's thoughts? What are his takeaways? What's he going to do now? What, you know, Is he like back on the air today? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, with tomorrow? I mean, I'm a huge Carl Jackson fan. I think he's doing a fantastic job. He's been filling in for Larry ever since uh, Larry hit the campaign trail because he can't exactly run for governor, do a talk show at the same time. Uh, okay, um, he's not going to be governor of California just yet. So right back to radio or other political things? Someone should ask Larry about this. I will. In about uh, 55 minutes, because he will be our guest for his first post-election uh, interview. That seems fitting right here on the uh, on the company that employs him. <laughs> seems like that's a good fit, doesn't it? And I'm just stoked, because Larry's been a you know, friend of mine for a long time, and uh, I, I can't wait. So, so, Larry, uh, so what next for Larry? We'll ask Larry. And that'll be uh, one hour from now, the first segment coming out of the next hour uh you can follow me on twitter at mark davis m-a-r-k davis and uh okay that's about it for the the housekeeping and the things that i envision boy can i can i throw one other this is big it's heavy i think i want to do it today because one of the great things about the show that i do locally and about when i have the, the enormous privilege of showing up and and doing the dennis prager show is whether it is some breaking news story or something that is political nuts and bolts and the deep weeds of ideology and policy. And I love all of that. 
But sometimes it's just time to do really broad, conceptual, theoretical stuff, as as Dennis does in what in the Ultimate Issues Hour, right? Well, I knock out an Ultimate Issues Hour, like, at will, three, four times a week, when it just occurs to me that there's some broad uh, thing that we need to talk about. So get ready for the heavy lifting, because, and I, I might start to put my toe in the pool of this very first hour, or I may wait until after Larry's come and gone. Of course, after Larry's here, we may have some stuff to talk about there. Here you go. You ready? Here you go. Here in my state of Texas, and by the way, uh, it's uh, the the parade never ends here in Texas. Aren't we really like the most newsmaking state? I know California had the recall election. I know. Florida has, I don't know, the likely next president of the United States. That'd be fine by me and DeSantis. And that those are those are huge. But here in Texas, doggone it, man. Heartbeat bill, constitutional carry, voter security that everybody says is voter suppression, which it's not. And it's like Texas cranks out something like every three days that makes uh, national news. Well, our heartbeat law is is creating quite the national stir because a lot of people think that it is uh, a big step toward the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, I know I've gone through this with you guys before about Roe v. Wade, how it absolutely must be overturned, not because I'm pro-life or because the justices need to be conservative or anything like that. I don't care about the personal politics of any justice. I care about fidelity to the Constitution. Get it? I don't need the Supreme Court to do my political bidding. I need the Supreme Court to obey the Constitution, and there is no right to abortion in the Constitution. Hence, Roe v. Wade was invalid when ruled upon in 1973, remains invalid to this day, and it must go. I think we're on the way to that. And so can we count on John Roberts? I don't know. I know we can count on Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. Can we count on Kavanaugh and Gorsuch? I hope. But on the way there, along comes some states that pass some laws, and um, and ours in Texas now one of them with the heartbeat law. Past six weeks, can't terminate that pregnancy. And we've gone about it in a crafty fashion. It's not the state has, like, abortion police. It's like, you know, you know, pull over. We realize what you've just done, and you're, you and the doctor are going to jail. No, it's it's like civil suits, where if you're aware of something, you can, like, file a suit against somebody. Some people like that. Some people don't. But it's created a bunch of discussion of the rape and incest exception. There's an enormous misunderstanding about what that means morally how that goes, what you must believe if you are indeed pro-life. So I'll go through that briefly with you next. Start to take some calls, give you my general Millie logic and more. Mark Davison for Dennis. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com. 
or call 800-500-8384. And that's what people are doing right now. And uh, they're saying, hey, that is not Dennis Prager. Hey, nothing gets by you. Mark Davison for Dennis today. Dennis is back tomorrow. Uh, as I get ready to to deal with a couple of hot topics I've already brought up, and go to your phone calls at 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Okay, so um, the rape and incest exception. How many times have you heard somebody say, how many times have you heard a politician say, well, I'm pro-life, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, let's outlaw all abortion." except for rape and incest. Okay, that is not a pro-life politician. You are not a pro-life person, if you say that. Here's where the heavy lifting begins. You know, it is it is not an easy thing. It is a sobering thing. It is a, a, a thing of great gravity to address, shall we say, the community of people who have been victims of rape and incest and say, guess what? It is immoral for you to terminate that pregnancy. It just is. But I've been raped, they'll say. I understand. And I'll never walk in those shoes. Obviously, the shoes of a rape victim or the shoes of a pregnant person. I get that. But unlike what Jen Psaki might tell you on a given day, men get to weigh in on this, too, because it is, in fact, a human life issue and not just a women's issue. And here's the bottom line. That newly created life, no matter its circumstance, is either sacred or it's not. The basis of all pro-lifeness is that the unborn human life is sacred. Not just the thing that's kind of of some value and a thing we'd like to preserve if, you know, there's no inconveniences or no bad circumstance. Sacred. Sacred means sacred. You either believe that or you don't. If you believe that abortion becomes okay if there's rape and incest, then you don't believe in the sacredness of human life of that unborn human life. And you are thus ready, pro-choice. You may not be as radically pro-choice as somebody who says that abortion is okay if you just don't want a fifth kid or or you know, whatever, but you are nonetheless pro-choice. The definition of pro-life requires the definition of that unborn human life as sacred. And if it is, Neither rape nor incest changes that. Got a big refresher course on that this morning. Had a woman named Jennifer Christie on the show. She's coming to DFW to do an event. And um, she has a website called lovelouder.com or org. I'll look it up here in a minute. Love Louder. Her name is Jennifer Christie. And she has a seven-year-old boy who many of you think should not exist if you had that rape and incest exception banging around in your head. So, And I asked her. Because it's the question everybody always asks. How do you look at that that boy and not think of the man who did this horrible thing to you? And she said, well, um, I worried, like, on the delivery table, you know, would I see this child and just instantly be taken back to that horrible moment? And it just didn't happen. And every moment that I love my son, every every moment that I love my son, and thank you, Sean, he says it, uh, love louder, uh, com or org work. Every moment that I've enjoyed my son from his first month of life, his first year, his second, his third, his fourth, his fifth, his sixth, he turned seven here in a week. I, of course, I don't, of course, I don't think about what happened to me. I think about the gift that he is despite what happened to me. I think about the, the love of God who remains in control. And, um, and, and that's what, uh, that's what rules the day. Every day. 
So um, while we're on that subject, it's what I do at the beginning of each uh, each local show. So, hey, if people are nice enough to let me be a guest around here, I'll bring uh, bring this practice into here as well. As we get ready to tackle a bunch of topics, I haven't even gotten to General Milley yet. I will. But Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of each new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and your hand in creating it. Please fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Speaking of protection, Lord, protect and watch over our fellow Americans trapped in Afghanistan. And Lord, be with us as we try to chart a course out of this COVID nightmare. Help us to be smart and safe as we reclaim our lives. Guide us to fight for our liberties within the law and by following your law. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we fight for the unborn, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know. We can get through anything. We ask these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, before I get to yammering about other things, let's uh, hop to the calls. We're in Chatsworth, California. TJ, Mark Davison for Dennis. How you doing? Hi, Mark. It's C as in Charles. But Sorry about that. TJ, CJ, nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say about this uh, uh, the stolen elections, you know, a lot of us believe that the Democrats accuse us of what they're doing so that we'll look the other way. <laughs> and in 2016, when Hillary won the election, it would have been wrong of us to rub her nose in it because Trump won. But now that we're to the point where Trump loses to Biden, and many of us believe he did not, and California, the Secretary of State here, was appointed by the guy we were recalling. It's time now that we get active. Uh, No doubt, and the good news is I sense that activity all over the place in anticipation of 22 and 24. Um, The gentleman's reference to Hillary is is spectacular because when you talk about suggestions that the election just didn't go right, uh, Hillary was the master of that through 2017, 2018, 2019. I think in the most timely interview that, that she uh, agreed to, it was like October of, of 2020, a month before the election. And she was, you know, waxing nostalgic about her laws, which I often do as well because it's one of my recent pleasant memories, um, and says, how do you win by three million votes, like I did, she says, and and not think that something was squirrely? Really, ma'am? Really? So this notion that the Trump suggestion of mischief, fraud, whatever, uh, is some 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 shockingly new thing. Oh, no, 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 no. Just about everybody that's ever lost an election thinks that something went wrong. All right. Mark Davison for Dennis. I got a few other things I haven't even gotten to yet. And grab a line. one prager 776 Glad you're here. Mark in for Dennis. Back in a sec. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. 
and I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out, and amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the, uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. It is the Dennis Prager Show for this Thursday, 16th of September. Mark Davis in for Dennis. Ah, the uh, the the plight of General Milley, and I don't really mean his plight. I mean ours for having to endure another story of Trump hating paranoia. A detail or two here in just a second. Let me hop back to the calls. A lot of calls on a lot of things. We are in Minneapolis. David, Mark Davis, in for Dennis. How are you? I am fine. Nice to have you. Yeah. Uh, regarding your conversation about the rape and incest exception for abortion. Mm-hmm. I think if that is a, if there's a death penalty for that, it should be for the guilty and not the innocent. But yet we think we can take care of the innocent. So that's my well, only comment. Well, okay, uh, but well, incest is certainly not a death penalty offense anywhere. And I think there might no. only be, there might only be two or three states where, where rape is. Well, that's, there's a long history of problems with that, of it being racist. But there oh, are what? less problems. There are more problems with killing the babies. Oh, no doubt. I mean, because that, that, that so, that's that's the obvious extinguishing extinguishing yeah. of a human life, to be sure. Yeah. So I'm saying, if we are going to do it, then it should be for the guilty and not the innocent. And there's a big if there. Yeah, there is. Um, it's uh, but that, that you've taken me into another thing that I'm I'm fascinated by in jurisprudence. And thanks, David. And that is, what should we have the death penalty for? Um, man, maybe it's time for a roundtable on that. I'm in Texas. Are you? you please, throughout history, we use the death penalty with such regularity that you can see the line move. I and uh, that's that is so twenty years ago. Now we're all stove up and, you know, all kinds of delays and doubts. And some of them are with good reason. Um, procedurally, people wonder about um, you know, the, the the drug cocktail that gets used in, in Huntsville, where our death row is. Um, every once in a while, you'll have one of those pesky cases where somebody winds up in prison for 30 years for something the and then the long comes what do they call the innocence project god bless these guys like modern dna evidence whoops uh you know uh mr johnson didn't uh, didn't do it and they, and they let this guy out and you see these stories and they're just thrilled obviously it's kind of funny i always wonder if you're in jail for something for 30 years and you didn't do it and they finally go, oh, wow, sorry. Is there egg on our face? Wow, we are so embarrassed. You're free to go. Would you be, what, what would rule the day? Your joy at the freedom that you had longed for and deserved for three decades? Or your unbelievable, bitter, soul-searing uh, anger at the people who did this to you? I, <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to think that the grace would wash over me and I'd be pretty upbeat about it, but left in a quiet moment and be like, really, really? 
But I will tell you, down to the last person, every time I've seen this happen, they, they ultimately I think you were just so doggone glad to be out, you know, hugging family members and going to the restaurant of your choice that uh, that, that kind of swallows up the retroactive bitterness. Because it ultimately comes down to what can you do something about. You know, you're out, can't do anything about the and, – and, and they usually write pretty massive checks to people, don't they, who uh, who have had this happen, and boy, they, which they should. Anyway, though, uh, the point being – uh, what should there be a death penalty for? Uh, I'm an enormous believer in the death penalty. It is scriptural. It is symmetrical. You to it. In fact, it is because on is because human life is sacred that we take yours if you kill somebody. Yeah, as a conservative, you ever have somebody walk out? Uh, are you, are you pro life? Yeah. Are you for the death penalty? Yeah. I thought you were pro life. Well, I am. It is innocent life that is sacred. Innocent life. That is sacred. That's the scriptural precept. Death penalty is all over the Bible, please. And by the way, there's zero evidence that Jesus opposed it. So stop with that nonsense. So I, uh, I, I, I will always be an enormous supporter of the death penalty. Now, as soon as people start bringing up, you know, uh, rape or anything else, well, we ought to kill people for that too. Mm, I'm certainly an enormous fan of, of of putting rapists in prison, locking them up, and throwing away the key forever. I mean, forever, not this Sirhan Sirhan. It was 50 years ago. Let me out. Oh, dude, what is, what is that even about? That's not a done deal. I know I'm ADD all over the place, but hey, it takes me places. I, Bobby Kennedy got killed when I was 10. Was I 10? Yes, I was 10. And, uh, and is he a reformed guy? I mean, a half a century later, is he like a better, a better citizen? Has he been a model prisoner? Great. Good for him. Do you let him out? Hell no, you don't let him out because what he did carried a life term. Anyway, I'm in the middle of three sentences, and I'll finish some of them for you next. You may begin your own sentences uh, right here at uh, 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. Mark Davis, in for Dennis. Glad to be with you. The Dennis Prager Show. There's a reason Gun Owners of America is known as the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. From lobbying in the halls of Congress and the executive branch to battling in the courts, wherever your Second Amendment rights are being infringed, GOA and their grassroots army are there. GOA has never compromised on the Second Amendment in its 45-year history. GOA's mission is simple, to protect, defend, and restore the Second Amendment. GOA has a special offer for my listeners and a free gift. It's up to us to protect the Second Amendment. Please visit gunowners.org, gunowners.org forward slash Prager to join in this important battle for liberty. That's gunowners.org forward slash Prager. It is Mark Davis in Big DFW here at the studios of 660 AM The Answer, where I do the morning show each day. And where on really special days, I finish my own show and then I get to do another one, the Dennis Prager Show, which is absolutely fantastic. I also, uh, every once in a while, fill in for Hugh Hewitt, uh, sometimes fill in for Larry Elder. And I guess maybe we'll find out here in a few minutes if I'm about to start doing that again. Uh, is Larry back on the radio pretty soon? I mean, it seemed like his days are, are a little freer than they were a couple of weeks ago. Oh, would that his days were filled with being governor of California. That's what I wanted. That's what he wanted. We will talk to Larry Right out of the box next hour. So be here at the beginning of next hour. We'll have our, it is in fact our first, his first post, uh, recall election interview. And we're very glad to be, um, I'm, we as a company and, uh, the Dennis Prager team are happy to do that. And just I personally am glad to be able to do that. Larry joins us beginning of next hour. All right. Um, so I, I guess on the whole point of the death penalty and, and what, what lives are sacred and which are not, it is if, if soon as you commit a murder, 
uh, then you become a, a golden candidate for the death penalty because innocent life is sacred. Anybody walking around saying all life is sacred, that too is moral idiocy, because obviously if somebody's coming at my wife with a machete, his life is not sacred. Uh, in a just war, you know, Hitler's troops, their lives were not sacred. Copy that? You following me here? You feeling me? Alrighty, one eight Prager 776 We are in uh, Chicago. John, Mark Davison for Dennis. Welcome. How are you? Hello, Mark. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Howdy. Uh I always like calling in when you host because, to be honest, I find you to be a little more personable than Mr. Prager. <laughs> wow, now stop that. <laughs> just, just cut that out. You're, you're very kind. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Texas abortion law, and I mm-hmm. wasn't listening, and so maybe you already made it clear. I don't know your position. Do you support the law as it is written with no exceptions for uh, rape? Of course I do. You do. Okay. So let me ask you this question then. Since you and the state of Texas think a 13-year-old rape victim should be forced by the state to give birth to her rapist... Stop, stop right there. False presumption. John, stop, stop. False presumption, John. False presumption is the easy index card for you folks. Your six weeks means six weeks. If someone is a victim of rape, they got six weeks. If indeed that is is the decision, the option they seek to, to follow... And my position is it is not the moral thing to do, but people can differ about that. And within those six weeks, people may do whatever they wish, whether I approve or not. So no more this nonsense about forcing anyone to bring a child of rape to term. Okay. Okay. But, but after that six weeks, right. if a 13 year old rape victim who has been shamed, wounded, John, you, 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 stop, stop doubling down. Just, just, sir, just stop, just sir. stop it. Just stop it. Six, six weeks. You got the six weeks. So just stop okay, that. So you're saying that there's, there's no circumstances under which a 13 year old girl might wait six weeks before confronting the fact that she's become pregnant through rape. It could never happen. That's what you're saying. I'm saying you got six weeks and the highly advisable thing okay. is to and, take advantage okay. of those six weeks. So if a 13-year-old girl doesn't have the wherewithal to confront her pregnancy from rape in six Of course she does. Who, who, what, do you mean does what do you mean doesn't have the wherewithal? What, what, is, what does that mean? What, no, what does that mean? Describe a situation in which that happens. The world stands ready to, to take care of this 13-year-old girl. Well, you're, but you're making stuff up. You're making crap up, John. Not that I hate to lose my personal regard, but you're making crap up. I'm sorry you're so afraid of what I have to say. I'm not. Just what you're saying is preposterous. It's preposterous. It will never happen. You won't let me speak, sir. Knock knock yourself out. Go ahead. Can I actually speak? Well, we'll find out. Unlike you, unlike you, sir, I don't have any problem imagining a scenario in which an abused child waits more than six weeks to confront the fact she has become impregnated through rape. Maybe you can't imagine that. But then I'll tell you would, what. Let's do. Sir, let's let's would. go. Let's you're go where. Let's let's go. Let's go somewhere. For, let's go somewhere productive because I I totally you know where you're going. I totally you yes I can. We totally understand each other. Let's let's go where you're going because this is where we'll eventually go. Here's where we will. Here's where we'll eventually go. What a moron! Tug on it, dude. <laughs> there goes my personable card. But I'm going to take you where you were going to go anyway because that was just ridiculous wheel spinning. And here's the thing that the gentleman and I gentlemen, we're going to differ about. He believes there is a circumstance so desperate and so um, compelling and so whatever adjective you wish that the human life is expendable even after six weeks. I don't believe the human life is expendable at any point. At any 
point. And he can drag scenarios of of 13-year-old victims up and down the street all day, thinking at some point I'm going to go, oh, gosh, John, you're right. Oh, I'm so sorry how wrong I've been. Oh, my gosh, of course. You're right. If, If it's bad enough, shocking enough, unfortunate enough, horrific enough, you're right. The human life thus created becomes something that it's morally okay to extinguish. So, John, if you'd had the guts to stick around, you could respond to that premise. Because you think it is. I think it's not. And there we would be. And there we are. And now here's the thing. John is under no obligation to feel that way because he's not pro-life. I am. And my whole point about bringing this up is that if you are, then you have to feel that way too. Because if you're walking around with the moral idiocy of Human life is sacred, but not in rape and incest, it's not. That is a fool's errand. That is what a an uncourageous pro-choicer says. If you are indeed pro-choice, have the guts to say so. Do not walk around and try to tell me or anybody else, and a ton of elected officials try to do this. Well, they'll try to do this all day. Try to, try to you know, tap dance around it and play both sides against the middle. Oh, I'm totally pro-life. Well, rape and incest? Oh, no, not rape and incest. Well, guess what? Then you're not pro-life. You are pro-choice. And again, why? And I'll wrap this up. We don't need to do three hours of this. Um, because the human life, newly created, irrespective of circumstance, is either sacred or it's not. If it's not, then it's not in the case of rape and incest. It's not if somebody doesn't want a fourth kid. It's not if it's inconvenient. It's not if you're 17 and unmarried. It's not. If it's not, it's not. But if it is, it is. Make sense? Hope it does. Doesn't mean you have to agree with me. But as Dennis often says, may not be agreement, but there's clarity. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Wouldn't this be better at the the end of the third hour? I mean, we're we're, we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> teasing, teasing. All right, and I'm sorry, just the unintentional comedy that blessed the gentleman's heart. It found me a little more, quote-unquote, more personable than Dennis. And then 30 seconds later, I'm yelling at him and he's hanging up on me. <laughs> awesome uh, i never i never seek for things to go that way but when people it, it's kind of funny if somebody calls me and says yeah mark uh, i think this biden presidency is going great <laughs> wow okay i'm gonna really disagree but we'll talk about it and whatever but if somebody calls up and says hey mark two plus two equals five stop no okay i mean that that's just a factual uh, you know backstop and we just can't proceed this notion of people being forced to carry uh you know babies to term after rape in the, in the texas heartbeat law uh just not the case all right uh we are in madison wisconsin veronica hey mark davison for dennis welcome how are you i'm good mark how are you great thanks for calling so i had read an article um probably about six months ago disputing the whole argument of what about rape. Look at it from the the vision or the um, side of the child who is going to grow up into a productive human being mm-hmm. and potentially become a great member of society. Of course. The article I had read was all about how 
this child was adopted out after the rape. The mother actually had the child, mm-hmm. gave the baby up for adoption, mm-hmm. raised, and in the teen years found out that they were the product of a, of a rape mm-hmm. and went on to be a very well-liked, community-minded, wonderful human being. Excellent. What are we losing by getting rid of and destroying human life? I know. And and, and, the, and it's funny you talk about something. Listen, I am so, I have such love and gratitude for a woman who brings the child to term, offers the child up for adoption, because, again, that, that is choosing life. Any way in which you choose life is is exactly the thing to do. In the case of Jennifer Christie, she's raising the child. She said that, that, that kid's in her house. And she is thankful to God for her son every day. Of course she is. We're in West Virginia. Missy, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis, how are you? Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have a my couple pleasure. questions that I hope that you can answer for me. Sure. So the resident, not the president, the resident wants to mandate mm-hmm. the vaccine. And my mm-hmm. question to that is, I'm a believer, so I have questions and I believe mm-hmm. they deserve to be answered. 332 million people over the past 18 months have not died of COVID. Why do I need a vaccine? Because a whole lot of people you know have. Because ha- a whole lot right, of people right. have. I mean, right. there are, you know, there are, there are, how many millions of people are not dying of car accidents? Does that mean you shouldn't wear a seatbelt? So please, what's the next one? Got about 20 seconds. No, no, that's, that, and that's fine. And I totally understand that. Good. But the issue is that of the, of the people who have died of it, 98% of them have comorbidities. No, ex- exactly. Oh, totally right. The reporting is f- filled with fraud. Back in a moment. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 